to week 50 something of two. Fifty-two. Christine, do you know how many weeks there are in a year? 52. Oh my God. Light bulb. It is a full year of episodes. Obviously we took a little break in COVID city as Deborah likes to say back in January. And we did take like a week off for vacation. But apart from that, um, we released our very first episode on October 1st of last year. And so this is our 52nd episode. So technically speaking, next week is season two. This calls for celebration. Yes, we finally decided let's break it up into seasons here. I like that. Actually, we never even really decided that, but that makes total sense. After 52 episodes in a year, which is 52 weeks in a year, let's start season two. Yeah. Season two is going to be even better than season one. Season one, we're still figuring things out and I'm sure we're going to still figure things out in season two, especially. Absolutely. Yeah. Always and forever have audio issues. Um, There's definitely no doubt about that, but week 52, this is a really exciting episode for many reasons, but first and foremost, what is up everybody? My name is Christine. I am your average Joe Schmo when it comes to sports knowledge. And I'm here to ask all the questions that you guys hopefully have at home. And I am Sarah, your self-proclaimed sports expert. And I'm here to answer all of those questions that Christine has, and hopefully all those questions that you have at home as well. And like Christine said, this is the last part of our penalty series within the football series, right? So the football I don't series think I said that. is not ending. What? No, you said it was just exciting. This is an exciting. Oh, I thought you said that I said it was the penalty. I was like, I don't think I ever actually specified that we're going to be talking penalties today. Yeah, no, we're talking the last bit of penalties. That's right. 15 yard penalties. And these ones are a little hairy because they're a little subjective, right? They have, um, you know, human nature plays a part in them because there's feelings involved. And he said, she said, and what the refs heard versus what the players heard and yada, 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 yada. So this is not as black and white as those five yard penalty penalties and those 10 yard penalties are going to be. So the explanations are going to be not vague, but they just have a little bit more room for interpretation. Yeah. And so you guys know too, 15 yard penalties, these are the worst penalties that you can get. These are the farthest penalties. Well, yeah, this farthest penalty, right? Like the, yeah. they put back the farthest push if you, you get one of these penalties. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so what is, so what is the very first penalty that we're discussing today? Yeah. And again, I did not really break these up into offense or defense, but um, I can just kind of explain which one is on the offense and which one is on the defense as I'm kind of rolling through the different penalties. Um, But the first two are roughing a player penalty and they're 15 yards. Um, So roughing the passer is the first and roughing the passer is when a defensive player makes an unnecessarily rough play on the quarterback. So the guy that is throwing the ball is the quarterback, obviously. And he is sometimes defenseless whenever he's throwing the ball. And so there's all these rules about how like linemen can't full pancake them. Um, they've got to like tackle them to the side. Uh, you they have to, if they, if that ball leaves their hand and they, ta- and they touch the quarterback, then they're going to get a roughing the passer. That's right. So roughing the passer is a 15 yard penalty for an unnecessarily rough play on the quarterback. And it is on the defense and you will see this quite a bit. Some, 
some quarterbacks are known for getting this a lot more than other quarterbacks. As a Panthers fan, Cam Newton never got this call. It was very frustrating because he literally got pummeled to the ground, but he was such a big guy right. um, that he just never got called. Whereas Tom yeah, Brady, Aaron Rodgers always yeah. get the call. Yeah. A lot of quarter. Well, I wouldn't say a lot, but there are some quarterbacks that really play it out too. Like if they, yes. if they get touched after they throw the ball, they are going to go in straight on or full on actor mode and play it out until they get that call. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So 15 yards, um, from the original, um, where the line of scrimmage is. So an additional 15 yards for the offense, if they get a roughing the passer call. And I'm guessing roughing the kicker is the exact same thing, but on the kicker. (laughs) Yes, it is on the kicker or the punter. So they don't have a roughing the punter penalty, but they are looping the punter in underneath the umbrella of the kicker. Usually you will see a roughing the kicker called on somebody who roughs the punter. And as Mm -hmm. a reminder, the punter, um, when you punt the ball, it is a drop kick. It is held in your hands and dropped in the, the kicker is kicking it with his foot and full extension of the leg. Um, and then a kick is off of a tee. So it's more of like a line thing, right? So, or it's, a kick is all could also be from somebody holding the ball. So the two times that you can really get roughing the kicker is during a field goal or a punt. Um, I will always and forever get a kick and a punt confused. I did it three times during last week's game. I can't get it right. I literally, I know the difference between the two, but whenever I'm speaking out loud and it's just coming out in conversation, I always say the wrong one. Yeah. Kick is after a scoring play, a punt is not yes when you're just changing possession so So, anyway you want to talk about actors christine i know you mentioned this during the quarterback the the (laughs) it's actually like a running joke like you might hear a um an announcer who's announcing the game say something about the acting skills of said punter, because it's like a well-known thing that if you're going to be a punter and one of the guys who are trying to block your punt, even like tickles the toes, tick, tickles your toes on it, on its way up on your, uh, the full, they like dramatically fall to the ground. Oh my God. We've got to find, you think they find... got stabbed in the, in the leg or something. Yes. Yes. Okay. I need to find like a compilation of like all the best like punter flops and we'll yeah, put it on the story for you guys, because it's hysterical. Like I said, the acting games that the guys, these guys try to play to get the, this 15 yard penalty, because on a punt specifically, if they get a roughing the kicker on the punt, um, like I said, you're changing possessions because you have not scored when you're punting the ball. Right. So if you get a 15 yard penalty on the defense, you not only get a first down, but you get the ball back. So you don't have to change possession. So that one is a huge play for sure. So almost like if you're a kicker, you better freaking go to acting class and figure out how to play that out because yeah, you're going to, if you get touched, you want that penalty called. So you guys get the ball back. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So so then what are the signals for both roughing the passer and roughing the kicker? Oh yes. Good call. Okay. So roughing the passer is like a, um, so a karate chop hand, hi-ya but okay. from the top, right to the bottom left, top right, bottom left, roughing the passer. Yes. Okay. And then, and then roughing I'm- the kicker is they will do, no, they'll do personal um. foul, which is 
um, you make fists with, with both hands and you hit the four, your forearms together, basically. So rough, uh, personal foul roughing the kicker. And it's, it's kind of just like a kick. They just like kick in the air and that's it. Oh, so personal it's foul. So funny, Sarah, the kicker. I've never, ever, ever paid attention to the signals. <laughs> yeah. And they're all, they're kind of, I mean, like some of them make total sense. Some of them are a little weird, but it's kind of fun now that we've gone through this series to watch some of these football games and pay attention to the ref signals. Yeah. It really does help because a lot of the times you guys will find they, they don't speak the penalty over the loudspeaker. So they're just going to do the signal. Yeah. So it's good to know these. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it is different. You would think that roughing the kicker and roughing the passer would be very similar um, like hand gestures or whatever, but, it, but they're not right. So yeah, they're totally um, they're, different. They're totally different. So that being said, um, there are kind of a slew of different blocks that are illegal in the NFL. Um, and I kind of grouped them based off of like where you're blocking. Um, so okay. there's chop block, illegal crack back block, and low block. I've never so, even heard that before. I know I had block. either, but all the research that I done ha- had it on all of them and I've never seen it in a play or in a game before, but I have seen a lot of chop blocks and low blocks. And so basically what you need to know is all of the ones that I just listed out, the chop block, illegal crackback block and the low block are below the waist from the front on the offense, blocking the defensive player, but the low block can be a defensive player as well. Okay. So basically what they're trying to do is prevent these, usually the linemen, the big guys that are on the line that look like gorillas from Mm -hmm. blocking and just throwing their 300 pound bodies at the knees of the people on the opposing side. Yeah. Protect the knees at all costs. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, again, you'll see chop block and crackback blocks are only on the offense and then they can call low block, which is pretty much the exact same thing as a yeah, chop block. Like it. Yes. On the offense or the defense. Okay. So then what's, are they all the same signal? Um, I didn't look at the signals of crackback block because I couldn't find it, but low block and chop block. Yes. Are the same thing. So let's you just act- go ahead and group crackback block into the mix then. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, what it is, is both hands you use both hands and you basically are just like, um, you've got high yaws. Okay. So your hands are in high yaws and you're, um, high yawing your hips. Oh, but do you have a fist or your no. hands are open? Open. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Hi. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then clipping is yeah clue clipping i wish that was the the refs oh clue (laughs) oh my god that would be perfect why is it not what is it um so clipping i have to explain it first so it's below the waist from behind so instead of being from the front like the chop block crack back block and low block you are blocking somebody low around the knees from behind and the signal is one hand hi And you basically are hi um, the spot in between your butt and your, your knees. So like your thighs behind. Yeah. hi Wait, really? Yeah. Hi-yah. <laughs> but they don't. Like- You're like hi your butt crack. 
Uh, no, 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 no. It's in between. So this way. Oh, okay. 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 So you're not actually going in between your butt crack. You're just, no, it's in between, or I'm sorry, below your butt above your knee. Yes. Okay. So you're pretty much just hitting your leg. Yeah. And it, like I said, it's from behind clipping is All right, um, for obvious reasons and clear up onto the next one. So the next penalty is fair catch interference. So what is a fair catch? Yeah. So whenever somebody is um, an offense or special teams, we've talked about anytime that there's a kicker or a puncher on the field, both teams have their special teams on the field, right? So right. anytime that a kicker or a punter is changing possessions and kicking to the other team, the receiver who is receiving the ball can call a for a fair catch. And what this means is that the player likes the position of the ball mm-hmm. and he does not want to get tackled. He does not want to um, move the ball forward at all once he catches the ball. So he throws one hand in the air and a windshield wiper motion. Yep. He flails his arm, flails his arm in the air, catches the ball. And that's where the ball will be spot for the offense to come and take it. And that'll be their line of scrimmage. And once his hand goes in the air, he cannot be touched. And if he is touched after he flails his, his hand in the air, then that is whenever they call fair catch interference. That's right. That's right. And I could not find the referee's signal for this. I would assume it's just pass interference. And then they would yeah. probably do like fair catch and they would just say fair catch interference. But I have no idea. I literally could not find it anywhere. It's so frustrating. Well, I tell you what, the next time that anybody, any of you, anybody listening to this or you or I watch football and we see a fair catch interference. Honestly, I feel like I don't see that very often, but at the same time, it's because I've never actually paid attention to penalties as much as I have in the past few weeks. So if I do see a fair catch um, interference or any of you guys, let us know, try to take a video of it. If you can rewind it, because that would be super helpful. And we can put it on the story. Yes, absolutely. Okay, cool. So the next two have to do with tackling. So there is a face mask penalty and a horse collar penalty. Um, so face mask can be on the offense or the defense, but a horse collar can only be on the defense because there's no reason why an offensive player would be yanking on the horse collar of a defensive player. Well, first, but, what's a horse collar? Yeah. So the horse collar is your shoulder pads. Okay. So a, all players wear shoulder pads. So like those big shoulder pads under... underneath their jersey. Yes. They have the shoulder pads that protect their shoulders and every, you know, collarbones, whatever. And there is a neck hole in the shoulder pads. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the back of the opening to the neck is considered the horse collar. Okay. So if a player is pulled down by the back of their shoulder pads, It's literally all that I think of whenever somebody gets yanked from behind. I'm like, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Um, It is a 15 yard penalty. You cannot yank somebody down by their horse collar by the back of um, their um, shoulder pads. And then similarly with the face mask, this can be the offense or the defense. Mm -hmm. Um, You cannot grasp onto somebody's face mask. And the face mask is that thing that covers like the cage that covers the face that goes from one side of the helmet to the next. Yeah. 
to cover if their If you face. guys have listened to this series of the penalties, there are so many rules surrounding tackles and blocks and yes. where your hands can go and how you, that's why they say like, oh, they don't know how to tackle, but it's because there's obviously a certain technique behind blocking and tackling. I mean, there's so many rules. And there's so much body control that goes into it. Yeah. Like you want to talk about, we talk about these 300 pound linemen all the time and how they have so much body control running full speed at the quarterback and being able to just like change direction of your body so that you're not hitting the quarterback's arm, they have that much control over their bodies to be able to change direction like that. It's very, very impressive. So it is, it is um, impressive. So, all right. So we went over, um, face mask mask and horse. Okay. So what are the signals for that? Face mask is. Yep. So hand over face, pretty much pulling down a horse collar is grabbing the shoulder pads from the side. I mean, obviously it would be from the back, but like no human being can do a signal like that. So it's yeah. grabbing from the side and just like pulling. Okay. Yep. Collar. I've seen that before. Me too. Um, all right, cool. So then that was face mask horse collar. And what's the next one? Um, so the next 15 yard penalty is, um, delay of game at the start of either half. I thought this was wild because I've never seen it. And I would guess delay of game is literally, they'll just call delay of game, but this was, this is a 15 yard penalty on either team. At and the they start of the half at the start of either half. So basically, um, if the captains for both teams, let's, let's just use the beginning of the game as an example. So if the cap, all of the captains that are declared for both teams are not fully dressed in their pads and on the sideline, ready for the coin toss, at least three minutes before kickoff, they get a delay of game. They lose the coin toss. The other team automatically gets to choose whether they receive or defer and they get an extra, that other team gets an extra 15 yards. Okay. This is definitely a penalty for a reason. Obviously it's happened enough times for the, for them to make this a penalty. But to your point, I don't think I have ever actually seen this happen. How wild is that? I've never heard of such a thing, but like you said, obviously it came from somewhere. Um, maybe just preventing teams to be late to the field. They have to be there like three minutes before the coin toss. So yeah. Be, be there, be square, lose 15 yards and the coin toss. That, that yes. doesn't seem too difficult for them. Yeah. All right. So that one's easy then. What, what's yeah. the next one? Um, so a legal blindside block. This one is literally exactly what you think it is. Um, usually it's away from the ball. So where the ball is being played, the, uh, an illegal blindside block would be somebody that's just like, derp, 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 like not even involved in the play at all. And then somebody just like comes out of nowhere and blindsides them. And like, obviously you can get severely injured from doing that. Not oh just my God. Yeah. Just as I think a defender, but spe- oh my gosh, specifically for the guy who's just like running and has no idea what's getting ready to hit him. So that is, is that not a- considered unnecessary roughness. Um, I'm sure Christine that they, um, can loop it under unnecessary roughness to Christine's point. We'll talk unnecessary roughness next. There are a lot of different penalties that will, be grouped under unnecessary roughness and unsportsmanlike conduct. 
but a legal blindside block has been broken out as, as its own, because obviously they were seeing it a lot more um, than just like those random things that are thrown under unnecessary roughness. That is savage to just blindside block somebody without them having any knowledge. Yeah. I mean, literally just like running completely, I mean, completely oblivious, just like trying to probably, they're probably like running like this, looking at the ball. And then like a defender, like comes from this side and just like totally rocks their world. Oh God. I'm telling you watching football with my husband, Michael, you guys, every single hit he's like, Oh God. Oh, that was so bad. (laughs) I know. Oh, I can't watch it. I'm like, I, you can't say that on every play. Okay. But I, I say that a lot too, because it does, once you start actually like looking at how hard these guys get hit, it is shocking. Like it, no it, wonder why they only have like four and five year careers. Cause there's no way that their bodies can like handle it, handle it for that yeah. long. It's wild. It's crazy. It's insane. These guys get hit so hard and so often. Yes, I know. I know. Okay. So speaking of so hard and so often or getting hit so hard and so often, that was awesome. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with that? <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessary roughness is, um, like we said, there are a lot of different examples, um, of unnecessary roughness, but like probably I, I, I listed two that came to mind that I thought were most popular, but like hitting a player out of bounds. So if somebody is out of bounds already, mm-hmm. then you, um, obviously cannot tackle them because they're out of the field of play. But if you do tackle them, then that's unnecessary roughness or another one that's pretty popular is tackling another player with the crown of your helmet. So launching yourself with your head and hitting their head with your head is unnecessary roughness. Yeah, that that one they take really seriously too. Yes. Oh, they definitely do. All the talk about CTE and um, concussions over the last few years. Yes, yep. they definitely do. They'll review it just to make sure, um, you know, that a regular play, a regular tackle doesn't have that because they'll review it, go back, and then they'll call the penalty at a later time. So mm-hmm. yes, to your point, that is huge, but you will hear unnecessary roughness um, not a lot, but it is a, it is a common 15 yard penalty. Yeah. Yeah. You see that one quite often. So what's the signal for that one? So I think it's just a personal foul. So they'll just say personal foul, unnecessary roughness. I don't think yes. there's a specific hand signal for it. So personal foul, again, make fists with both of your hands and forearm over forearm. So personal yes. foul. And sometimes they'll make it like super dramatic. They'll be like, Personal foul, personal foul, unnecessary roughness. Yeah. Number number 24. Yes. Yes, exactly. On the offense, 15 yard penalty and an automatic first down. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So again, a lot of different um, things and a lot of different scenarios can roll up under unnecessary roughness and same with unsportsmanlike conduct. So in sportsmanlike conduct, I'm going to give you the ref signal before I forget it. So you literally just hold your arms straight out beside you. Like you're a T like that. That's unsportsmanlike conduct. Yes. All right. Also taunting rolls up under unsportsmanlike conduct. Um, okay. but basically this is any like excessive unsportsmanlike, um, action by either team. Right. So over celebration in the end zone, which I think is silly. You used to be able to like rehearse like these end zone dances. And now if they feel like it's too elaborate and it's too excessive, 
it's unsportsmanlike well, conduct and talking. They completely took away um the celebrations for one season and then the fans were like dude that's what you're supposed to do whenever you got a touchdown you want to celebrate we love to see it so they brought back celebrating a little bit but a little if it's excessive then they're gonna freaking call that and it's so annoying yes it's so annoying so anyways you can't over over celebrate in the end zone again very subjective whatever Mm -hmm. using offensive language um that's players and coaches so unsportsmanlike conduct can be called not just on the offense or the defense or the special teams, but also on the sidelines. Um, so Good. like if I break see, out. I was going to say, I, I see some of these coaches go off on the refs. Yes, I know. I know. And, and if I'm they're like, these poor refs, I know. And if the refs consider it, you know, if their language is offensive or the refs consider, you know, threat, like their language to be threatening, whatever that can be an unsportsmanlike conduct. Um, call. And if you receive two in a game, if one player receives two in the game or one coach receives two in the game, you are a DQ'd baby. Get the hell on out. out here. Bye. Out. See ya. See ya. Yep. And then the last 15 yard penalty. And then I do want to cover one more thing before we jump Christine, but the last 15 yard penalty is pass interference. Now we did go through this on the offensive side. Christine was like, didn't we already go through pass interference? And that's because we talked through offensive pass interference last week, which is a 10 yard penalty, but defensive pass interference, which you see more often, which you do see more often, because obviously, um, the offense is throwing the ball to the offense and the defense is defending the ball, trying to prevent the offensive receiver from receiving the ball. Right. So, um, it is holding a receiver's arm or cutting them off at their path. So they cannot make an attempt to catch the ball. So basically the ball has to be catchable. Correct. Oh, great point, Christine. Yes. Okay. So if the quarterback is just throwing the ball, like, you know, 10 yards to the right of the receiver, then it cannot be a pass interference call on the defense. Even if the defender fully tackles the receiver, right? Because it is an uncatchable, uncatchable ball. So the ball, yes, has to be catchable. Um, and there has to be like excessive contact again, very subjective by the referee, but just in the last two seasons. So last season was the first season you can challenge a pass interference call. So it used to be very, like, you couldn't challenge a pass interference call. If it was called, it was called. That's what it was. Um, if it wasn't called, it wasn't called. Now coaches can throw that red flag that we talked about. The Mm -hmm. referees can review it. And if they deem it pass interference, this isn't just a 15 yard penalty. This is a spot foul. So it is where the ball was thrown to Mm -hmm. on the field for the offensive receiver and an automatic first down. So if the ball was thrown, let's say seven yards and the receiver does not catch it, that's where the ball is placed on that. They've advanced seven yards, right? But because it's there was pass interference, because there was pass interference, but it is an automatic first down. And if I can't happens, believe it took them up until two seasons ago to be able to challenge that. Yeah, I know. I know. It's because I think the Saints, it was the Saints yeah. in the. Like, yes. 
That yeah, is, yeah. that's where my mind goes every time I think of the worst pass interference call in the history of football. Or lack thereof. It was lack thereof. Yeah. The lack thereof. Exactly. They didn't call the pass interference whenever it was obviously pass interference. Yeah. And if they would have called the, called it correctly, then they would have won the game. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's how big of a deal these calls are for sure. So, yes. and then one more thing about pass interference is if there's pass interference in the end zone then the offensive team gets it on the one yard line. So it's not an automatic touchdown because that would yeah. be considered a spot foul, but the team gets it on the one yard line. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Well, it, you said you wanted to mention one more thing, one more thing. And I, it, it, it jumped in my head when I was watching the Panthers game because there were a few decline penalties. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And so I'm so happy you brought that up because I don't know the difference between I mean, I've seen them decline it. If it doesn't really matter if the play, you know, if the, if, if it was pass interference and the guy caught it anyways, then they're going to call the pass interference, but it's declined. Right. Because they already caught it. Yeah. Is that right? Yes. Yes. So, so I have heard Michael, my husband sometimes be like, accept the penalty, you know, and I don't even remember what he said after that, but I just remember him saying, accept the penalty. And I'm like, but what are you talking about? Okay. Okay. So there are two options when a flag is thrown. And the option is given to the, um, the team that the penalty happened to happened to. Yes. Okay. So if your, um, the defense, I'm sorry, the offense held the defense, it would be up to the defensive coach because the flag was thrown on the offense for offensive holding. It would be up to the coach of the defensive team of whether he wanted to accept the penalty or decline it. And let me tell you why. Okay. Mm -hmm. So two scenarios, if you accept the penalty, you get moved. The offense will be moved back 10 yards, but they get to replay the down. Oh, so it goes from being first and 10 to now first and 20. Okay. Okay. So that would be accepting the penalty. If it is third down and there was already some fumble or, and the players were, the offensive team was already way backed up and it's third down and 20. Okay. Mm -hmm. And there is a holding penalty. The defense will nine times out of 10 in that scenario, decline the penalty because it is now fourth down. Ball. Yes. It is now fourth down because the play ran and they did not get a first down. So if okay. you, if you, that if, makes so yeah. much sense. And I think you explained that really well because I never, I was like, why would you, under what circumstance would you actually decline a penalty? Because in my mind, the more you can push a team back, the better. The more you can push a team back, the better, but you also don't want to give them more chances to get a first down. Right. So if you accept a penalty, they get to replay the down and yes, they'll be pushed back farther, but they still get to replay that down. If you decline it, that down has already been played and the ball is placed where the play ended. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Perfect. So I just wanted to make sure that we covered that because like I said, it happens all the time. You will hear accept a penalty to Michael's mm-hmm. point and then decline a penalty 
um, which are two opposite sides of the argument. You guys, we just concluded our 52nd episode of It Sports And that was perfect because we just ended the series too while we were at it. We ended ended the football series or the penalty series. Penalty series. Yes, yes. So thank you guys for listening. You are wonderful. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our podcast and our YouTube channel. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.